0: Welcome to High Performance Mindset with Dr. Sindra Kampoff. Do you want to reach your full potential, live a life of passion, go after your dreams? Each week, we bring you strategies and interviews to help you ignite your mindset. Let's bring on Sindra. Welcome to the High Performance Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Sindra Kampoff. And thank you so much for joining me here today. I'm grateful that you're here. Ready to listen to an interview with Andy Murphy. Now, Andy is the host of a popular podcast called Mindset by Design, and I've listened to the podcast many times, have become a fan of Andy, um, and I think you'll, you'll become a fan of his too after listening to this interview. What I love about Andy is his passion, his passion for what he does, his excitement for, for his life and for his work, and you can just tell this by the way he interacts with other people and the passion and excitement in his voice. So I think you're gonna like listening to Andy. Now in this interview, we talk uh, quite a bit about what the best of the best do differently. And he says that he really sees that the best of the best are great problem solvers, and they make decisions really fast. But he said something that I thought was really interesting uh, beyond that. And he said, you know, the best of the best are really searching for flow, happiness, trust, and calmness. When we talk a little bit about that, he also describes his training in neuro-linguistic programming or NLP, and we talk a little bit about the importance of our conscious mind and our unconscious mind and how that impacts us every day. Now, there's a few things um, I also want to point out, just so you're listening for. He talks about how the best don't believe everything they think, as well as they, they learn from failure, so they really use it as feedback. And then towards the end of the interview, uh, he discusses that we really need to build the behaviors that we want to already become which I thought was really profound and interesting. So that's towards the end of the interview. So listen for that. And then he quotes a Bruce Lee quote, which I thought was awesome. He said, you know, I I don't fear the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. So he shares that to really emphasize that consistency is key and that we need to go back to the basics to make sure that things work for us. So we'd love to hear what you think about this podcast. You can Go to Cyndracampoff.com Andy. And that's also where you can make a comment. Uh, another way to let us know what you thought about this podcast. Again, we'd love to hear from you and what you thought, what stood out to you about the interview. You can uh, send a tweet to us. Um, Andy Murphy's is at Andy Murphy TV. And mine is at mentally mm-hmm. underscore strong. And what I mean by mine is, is my Twitter handle. Um, and as always, you can check out Andy. His his work is featured at mindsetbydesign.co. All right. Without further ado, let's bring on Andy. Welcome to the High Performance Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Sandra Campoff, And today I'm excited to provide you an interview with Andy Murphy with Mindset by Design. Andy, can you tell us a little bit about your passion? and Tell
1: us what you do right now. Yeah, nice to be here, Sindra. Nice to be here. Um, my passion. That's a big question. That's a very big question. My passion in regards to um, helping people, you know. I've worked with so many different types of people from all over the world, from, as I say, Saudi royal family, world champion athletes, um, to everyone you can imagine even in between, even special force commandos, gym owners, trauma victims... And even abuse and post-traumatic stress. And at the end of the day, I just want to help people, you know? Because people have to help people. And I, I wouldn't be here talking to you now, Sindra, if someone people hadn't helped me in the past. It's absolutely just how it
0: works. yeah absolutely well Andy you know your background in NLP is really interesting to me I'd love to hear about how that informs your work and how you got to where you are in your career right now Yeah,
1: brilliant question NLP you know it's it's great to get that question you to understand and for you to understand what it is right that's the first that's the first step that means a lot to me right I've been doing this for 14 years all over the world I um It's funny. i originally from Liverpool in the UK and I left when I was 24 and I was working in computers at the time. Guess what? Never got into computers after that. I went to Sydney in Australia and I didn't have a job, didn't know anyone. And um, that's how I found it. I found NLP in sales. Didn't know I was being taught NLP um, and I was being taught by American guys who were the top in the world, coincidentally, for what they did. And they completely reprogrammed me. So I was investment real estate in Australia and I became within four or five months like the top in the country. Then we got headhunted to New Zealand, more investment real estate. And um, I basically took the, um, yeah, the concepts of NLP and owned real estate companies in New Zealand. And then guess what? Everything crashed. So my business partner thought it was a great idea at the time because we put putting together to build a project in Fiji, a resort in Fiji, and he thought it was a great idea to steal all my money, send me into bankruptcy, sent me into a nervous breakdown, and I lost everything. I, I, houses, girlfriend, cars, everything. And I went basically to living in the basement of a gym, training and fighting every day because I do mixed martial arts. So but that was one of the most pinnacle moments of my entire life. I actually turned down a job to work for a, um, one of the largest real estate developers in, from Hong Kong. And I turned it down to basically head to LA for five days and take my NLP to the next level. And from there, really, that I've rebuilt my life. And I've used NLP to really—it's the best technology for me for what I for what I do. It's not the B end of end all. It's just a frame. It's just a set of tools, you know. But to to catch these patterns, interrupt them, break these um, these connections in our brain, and rebuild exactly what I want. So it starts to head on autopilot. And that's really what I've done. And my first client became Brazilian Jiu Jitsu world champ, and then we just grew in LA and and all over the place and. I still, for me, I still apply the principles every single day and, um, I teach them every single day. So that's what, that's the cool thing, right? It reinforces what we do.
0: I love it, Andy. So for those who are listening who aren't sure what NLP is, it's neuro-linguistic programming. Can you give us just like a snapshot of how you use it with your
1: clients? Absolutely. I'll give my definition around it, you know? Nice. Awesome. We have, I could go into neuroscience and we start talking about all that stuff, but let's just keep it simple as much as I can, right? It's, we have a conscious and unconscious mind. Now... A conscious mind is that bit of the mind that me and you were talking in, but if we talk about actual the brain parts, it's actually very certain parts of the brain that we're consciously aware of. But what's the unconscious mind? Well, my definition is it's like the software that plays in the background of your head that's like the software that plays in the background of a computer. The heck does that mean? Well, it runs automatically, it gets outdated, and it makes you or your computer perform a certain way. And the thing about the the, the the way the brain structured these neural nets, they're just like muscles. Plain and simple. And what happens is, is just like a computer, it gets outdated software where it gets outdated muscles that are still playing and um, things from the past, the future or whatever, but if they're not giving you the result that they're getting you, then you need to change them. And the cool thing is to do with studies from um, neuroscience called neuroplasticity. We're actually able very, very quickly to rewire and reconnect what we want. But, Guess what? Who teaches you that stuff? Not too many people. Me and you, Sindra. That's probably it, right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, you know. The more and more I do this work, just related to mindset and helping people perform at their highest level, I wish that we, you know, we were taught this in school, but we weren't. Right. So
1: imagine, uh, imagine, imagine Sindra, <laughs> did were you ever even asked in school what you like? <laughs> oh, not very often. I was you know, never was like, asked. Yeah, my
0: parents maybe asked me what I liked and, you know, they always encouraged me to follow my passion, which is why I do what I do now. But you're right. We don't ask those questions enough.
1: No, it's true. And and it's so in those informative years. It's so important, and, and it's like they say, you know, the, the success gets more successful. Successful people became more successful, but yeah, they do, of course, right? Because they're getting taught certain ways to see the world, certain ways to feel around money or themselves, and most of the time, people weren't ever taught these things, and they're still not taught these things, right? But, yeah. But the world out there has changed a lot in the last 14 years of me doing this, and it, this is like pretty common knowledge now. You know, it's more common now. I remember. I don't know about you, but I remember getting to Sydney in Australia, and and my first mentor in NLP. He was the first person that ever said to me, "He goes, Andy, you don't have to think that. You know, you can change that thought." And that, compared with what I do now as a job, it's it's insane to think that 14 years ago. And i had even been on the England team and karate and, you know, martial arts and all of that. And no one had ever <laughs> even told me, "Yeah, Yo, you can think something else. Amazing, right? Yeah. Amazing.
0: Love it, Andy. Love it, Andy. Well, you do have, You have such an incredible opportunity to work with some of the world's best. And you've already shared with us, you know, who those people might be. But can you tell us, like, really what you think separates them? What do they do differently than those that, you know, are average or don't reach their potential or kind of get stuck in the rut?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? This, that, that brings up two, two, two things right there. The first thing was actually from a conversation I had the other day. And the conversation was interesting. It was talking about, they were saying, really successful person. Millions and millions they're earning in a year. And he said to me, you know, Andy, there's, there's something interesting. It's like everyone tries to get to this next level, right? Everyone's trying to get to the next level of success or whatever it is. But what people don't understand is the next level is calmness. The next level is flow. The next level is, yeah. is, is happiness. The next level is all of these things. And he says, you're telling me the most successful people in the world aren't living that way. Well, they are. But everybody else struggles and grips and like fights and scraps for results. And we're always in desperation mode. But he said, the shift that everyone's looking for is calmness and trust. And for a start, that's one of the big the big principles. But the, the other the other thing that from a more tangible perspective is that people literally they take make decisions fast, they take action rapidly, and they constantly are looking to solve the problem. Yes. They never, ever, ever go, oh that path didn't work. Oh, that right no that's just things that happen along the way to get them to the result that they want but that belief that they can achieve it is the difference that makes the difference and not getting stuck in this middle bit right because people go oh there's an idea oh yeah i'll slowly get to it no there's no middle bit it's just that's the decision that's what we're doing right let's get it done and that is something I've, I've found. Whether it's some of the top internet marketers in the world that that I've worked with, you know, wh- whatever it is, that decision making process is fast.
0: Yes, yeah, and they they solve the problem. They don't get stuck by fear, right. anxiety. They move forward, and you know, I think so many times we uh we like problems or focus on our problems instead of just like solving them and moving forward right. and and I like what also what you're saying about Andy is about finding calmness and flow. Uh okay. I think that's one of the things my you know, the top level athletes that I work with too are looking for. Absolutely. You know, how can I get in the flow? How can I really be at my best more often exactly. and and feel awesome doing it. Yeah, it's
1: that consistency, right? Because we've all got glimpses of that brilliance. Yes. but then what happens tomorrow or this afternoon or someone triggered you or you're feeling tired you know or yeah you stressed out? and i know that's what you help all your guys do
0: yeah absolutely i try to help myself do that too so i'm in that's <laughs> what we do too so brilliant. Right?
1: i think that's the other thing that people don't understand too about about successful people it was interesting this morning and um, i got i get sent messages of lots of clients and one of my clients, um, she's very high up in a network marketing business. And she's incred- she owns all the businesses, but she's earning a couple of million a year. She's doing all right. And she's gone, she's gone along to this event. And um, she's like, Andy, how do I stop looking at all of these other people who've got the, all these big businesses and, and stop stop freaking out? And I'm like, uh, you are one of those people who other people are looking at. Looking up Night. to you, going, "Oh my God!" We're all just humans.
0: Yeah, yeah. We can easily get stuck comparing ourselves to others instead uh-huh. of noticing what we do have. Okay. Uh, so, Andy, what do you really see the people that you work with struggle with mentally? We've mentioned a few things, but you know, besides that, what do you see?
1: You know what? It's it, it's interesting coming from these days. I just work really specifically with entrepreneurs, you know. Um, but and it's what I noticed because I was working with every type of industry you can imagine. And the thing is, what I worked about entrepreneurs and athletes. I love them both. Why? Because I don't need to motivate you for a start, right? There's zero motivation. You're the That's wrong point, so true. right? I love that. But it's what you people have got to understand is that we're all humans, like I said. So that means what? We all have the same fears. We all have the same stresses, the same pressures. The ability to to balance life, to be able to step into state, but also step out of state, to stop the overwhelm, the anxiety, the the you know, being around the, the wrong network, you know, the lack of self-worth, all the classic things that people experience no matter what level you're playing at. Once you take, let's talk about people who are financially rich. You take the money a, like aspect out of someone's life, guess what? Do you think that they're not stressing and freaking out over stuff? No, it's just different things. And I'll tell you something else about money, and I know you'll know this too, Sindra, is that People who have a lot of money, like we're talking silly millions, worry about money. It doesn't go away. (laughs) It doesn't ever go away. But the difference is how to live on the journey of life. Not be obsessed with an external thing. Not be obsessed with I must hit this rank or I must be I must win this or I must hit that 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 um, that amount of money or basically what they've linked it to is self worth mm-hmm. and self worth and money success is two completely different things because it it, it simply depends on your definition around what you prescribers as successful you know the happiest people and i'm sure i'm not sure how much you've traveled syndrome but the happiest people i've ever found are people in fiji and bali guess what they don't have anything what is their highest value well family free time and happiness where well, in the western world what are our perceived highest values well money shiny cars this perceived success, success, all the stuff that we've been programmed by by society and media that that's what we perceive as successful. But other parts of the world, they don't perceive that as successful at all. They think that's a nightmare because they don't want that stress or those or those things around them. If that makes sense, you know?
0: Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And I, I like your message, Andy, about how we're all human. And that's one of the things I find too is, you know, uh, we think that elite athletes and pro athletes experience different stressors than us but we're all the same (laughs) (laughs) and uh, it doesn't matter what sport we play you know we all experience like what you're saying sometimes a lack of confidence anxiety
1: uh
0: you know fears we all experience the same problems
1: because it's as you know it's part of our brain it's part of our brain is a very um primal part of our brain which is the fight or flight response the amygdala which activates and stimulates and is always looking to keep us safe that's the thing it's always searching to keep us safe so when we start to understand that way reason why we feel fear is for one reason It's to make sure that we're safe And then when we understand that, it's like, oh, okay, I can focus on these other bits. I can focus on something else in life because automatically I'm going to feel that fear. How long you allow that fear to stay in your head becomes um, what, again, syndrome you teach and I teach. It's being able to control your mind so you can Mm -hmm. control those emotions, that peak state and therefore your results. And at the end of the day, it's not that successful and high performance people don't feel these emotions and these pressures the difference is how they react and deal with it that's what makes someone world class it's the ability to catch and disrupt that pattern and direct it to exactly where they want to go with the right belief the right attitude the right energy and the right focus that is the difference that makes the difference right
0: Nice. Love it. Love it Andy. <laughs> so, you know, besides fear and some of the things you've already talked about, what's you know, one topic that you always cover with the people that you work with, you know, high level entrepreneurs or athletes, what's what's the one thing that you think is central to
1: performance? Well to me, for my world with NLP, it's it's state changing and it's anchoring. And it's, it's being able to it's being able to also master the visual component because the visual component people don't understand that is literally retraining the neural nets. It's literally retraining your filter system. It's literally retraining retraining your chemical response from your brain. And without that, the understanding what the visuals actually do, then um, you're not going to be able to rewire that nervous system the way people the way people really it, sh- it should to perform at a, a certain level. Um the other thing is with anchoring, anchoring, another way to look at it is it triggers. So tr- anchor is just an NLP word for triggers. Now we can, go in- okay. we can go into a real deep, I can talk about external, internal, negative, positive um, anchoring and it just triggers. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you work with it yourself, I'm sure everyone's got rituals, right? That's it. So I'm sure you call it rituals, right? rituals before we perform before um before an athlete steps on to the pitch the court or whatever it is they'll do a specific routine that will basically elicit or light up the part of their brain they want that's what you do right we call it anchoring and triggers all same same so the point with that is we also have negative side of that and we also have positive side of that and we have to become aware of what those triggers or those We call it anchoring or chained anchors, basically what that ritual is doing for you. Is that ritual taking you into taking action or non-action? Is that ritual bringing you into disempowerment or empowerment? Is that ritual making you have a negative belief or put yourself around a, a bad strategy around people? Or is it inspiring you, growing you? These are all rituals. We call them anchoring, okay? And another, what, we, what I do is I literally help people design those peak states by we go in, pull out lots of good stuff, and I install it that into their head using hypnosis and neuro-linguistics. From there, we develop anchoring, and that anchoring helps trigger or fire or light up that peak state. From there, well, then we can do whatever, But that's when we can build it into to the, you know, you build it into that day of the event or even the sleep the night before or the diet, whatever it is, right? Whatever, whatever. But those are the three things that come up instantly in my brain. State changing and um, definitely the, the, the anchoring, you know, that real, real big components.
0: Okay, excellent. Well, maybe you've already uh, answered my next question. Uh, we'll find <laughs> but maybe there's something else that you can share with us. What's, what, what would you describe as like a signature technique that you use with everyone that you work with? Um, I did describe you know, it, but
1: we can keep going with it. Yeah, right, let's you know? keep going.
0: Anything else you'd like to say about that?
1: <laughs> something I'm sure you work on constantly, internal dialogue, self-thought. Yes. It's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy how much this can... Hurt you or help you. And I mean in that, and this is what you deal with, I know, because I do I, that. Where I love is probably what you love to work with people too, Sindra. It's, I love to work with people under intense pressure. When someone's stressing out, freaking out, and it, it's life or death or whatever, that's where I love to work with people. Because I know what I do really works for that. So, so the internal dialogue can, right in that moment of making that split, decision is either going to take you in a direction that you want or not what you want it's that simple because people got to understand that um, there's a certain tonality pace pitch timbre of the uh, the voice that's going to make you feel one way or another and those internal words are so you're about to go up to let's use i'm from liverpool so let's use football soccer right when you're about to go up to take that penalty for example that penalty kick right there You have one goal, which is quite big. You have one goalkeeper standing in the middle, and you have a tiny little ball. Are you telling me if that any other day of the week that person couldn't hit it in the top right-hand corner? Exactly. Of course they could. So what's the difference? As they're walking up, certain words are playing through their head, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, but it's happening, and it's making them feel a certain way. So this then can affect the decision that they're about to make or their belief and feeling that they're about to do so another that's one of the biggest key things is mastery and mastery to me never really exists because it's like building a muscle you've got to keep lifting it right so so that's another big thing i I think i try and um use constantly in my own life as well as everything but it's it's that's what I find is a massive influence because that can talk you into a business merger. It can talk you into closing that sales deal, or it can mess up everything.
0: Yeah, I see self-talk and internal dialogue as foundational. You know, if you don't have it helping you, if you don't have it empowering you, mm-hmm. I just don't see that you will reach your 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 potential. And I like what you're saying, Andy. Is like in that moment. Right. Particularly, making sure that it's helpful and it's really empowering. It helps you be the best Absolutely. in that moment. Absolutely,
1: and it does. No, and I know that's for you. Um, is gonna be is gonna be a key thing to all of these athletes that you work with.
0: Uh, yeah. So, Andy, let's talk about you as a high performer. Sure. Um, and what I really mean by high performance is you know working to reach your greater potential, which I know. That you are. Um, I, I listen to your podcast, so it's really cool to have you on mine. Cool. And uh, Andy, I want to hear about you know, why you do what you do because uh, we believe here at the high performance mindset that knowing your why and keeping it front and center is absolutely one of the ways to just stay motivated and passionate about your work.
1: I love it. I love it. And um, the truth, the truth, I might not be here tomorrow. That's the absolute truth, and that for most people scares the crap out of them, right? But it, it, it's the truth. So I want to make sure that I can leave a message and give as many tools as I can today because so people don't have to go through what I've been through. And that's the truth, because no one ever told me, like back in the day, no one ever was there for me to guide me, to tell me about mental control. No one ever was there to, to, to support and nurture me that's why i started the mindset by design academy that's why i did the podcast that's why i work with clients it's so people don't have to go through what i've been through because i'm a little extreme i should say that in a very actually the first name of my mindset company was extreme mind performance so when i was working with just professional fighters day in day out and the thing is i do i have pushed things to the limit in my life in every country and that means I know where that threshold in, is in, in myself and I'm more extreme than most people. So it also means that I can recognize the patterns and I don't want anyone to go through um, the amount of stress that we think we have to take on when we don't, you know. The amount of times I've seen athletes and you, you, I'm sure you'll relate to this, that, that get sick or get injured leading up to the day of the event is unbelievable. And that's because the unconscious mind is taking them out the program, because it's creating so much stress and pressure, that end outcome. The default setting of the unconscious mind is to keep you safe. And it does that, well, you can't handle that stress, it will take you out, right? Well, this is the same thing with everything in life, you know? So we have to always move back to... Um, yeah, always being happy. So my 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 why I do this is so no one else has to go through the level of stress and pain that I went through, and also I, I want to make sure that basically everyone is living their life the way they want to. This isn't about performance in sports or business or whatever. All of that's secondary. This is about making yourself so damn amazing that your life and your business. Mirrors it, you know? That's it, really. And then guess what? If you're happy each day, then guess what? You're happy and life's good.
0: <laughs> oh, I think that's the quote of the um, the interview, Andy. What's that? Make yourself so damn amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? But that's the point. That's the point. I come from a very working class background in Liverpool, uh, very rough. And I go back and visit and people are still living the life that they don't want and I'm not saying mine's perfect it's far from it no one's is but I've created a lifestyle that I can be anywhere I want in the world from my laptop and in great money and that was always my dream so if I can help other people do the same and their, their dream might be to be in the same house they are with the family doing the same thing they're doing but if that's what makes you happy then I want to make sure that you're doing it the best way
0: yeah, awesome. Awesome. And it kind of reminds me, you're, you're, you are living it, because when I asked you before the interview where you were Skyping from, and you were like, well, I was in the UK, and then Dubai, and now I'm in Florida. Well, in the
1: same way, like, I think it's two weeks. I was actually in three countries in three days.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, Andy, tell us about you know yourself a little bit more. And uh, what I'd like you to do is share a time that you... Failed a time that wasn't great for you, and the reason I want you to share that is because I think so many times we feel we fear failure, nice. we don't move forward with our goals and our dreams. And one of the things I really want the listeners to just understand and embrace is that we can learn so much from our mistakes and our failure, and no reason to beat ourselves up. Um, and it's important that we stay compassionate with ourselves. So, tell us about a time. Where you know you failed and what happened, and tell us just like what we think we can learn from it. Just one, just one. Time. Yeah, just one. Just
1: one. <laughs> I, got, I, got a, I got a whole book full of them, you know. um But that's the thing. It's something classic thing we say in NLP is there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. You know, and it's tr- it's really true. We can go to Edison, we can go wherever, right? But I'm definitely not Edison. So it's. Um, the most, the most stressful and the most darkest times in my whole life was um, what I was talking about after the, the resort crashed and my business partner stole my cash, which by the way was my dad's investment, and he couldn't um, retire because he didn't. I'd taken his money basically. And my business partner stole it. And and then I was went from earning a couple of grand a day, like two or three thousand dollars a day, working a couple of days a week, to having a professional model as a girlfriend, beautiful house, investment real estate, second five series BMW, to gone. All gone. No industry anymore, no cash coming in, living off credit cards, and not being able to afford food or rent. And in those moments, it's very interesting when you go back and look at those times. Because in those moments, I remember sitting and having this conversation with myself going, okay, Andy, you know you're good at what you do. You know you're good at NLP. You know you're good at at sales and all the rest of it. You've seen over 2,000 people face-to-face at that point, which I had. A lot of experience. So I sat there and my intuition, which I think most people need to tap into, they need to tap into the feeling and they need to tap into the heart, and they need to tap into this little voice that's guiding them, right? And it was at that moment that this little voice kicked in, and it was like, okay, now what? Now what? This is just where you are. It's not who you are. And from that moment, I remember getting sit, sitting there and and. This little voice kept in and it was right. right, it's time to step up now. What do you want? Right? That's always the first question. That's the, it's, if you go into NLP again, the unconscious mind, that's it. it. only wants to know the outcome from life. We need to know where we're going. And literally it said, write down, this little voice again, write down your perfect day. No one told me this stuff. This is coming out of my little brain. going, what is your perfect day? Well, guess what? It was to, at the start time. It was to work with fighters, be around the UFC, um, and live on a beach or near a beach, in a thousand dollars for a session, literally from your laptop. Well, guess what? That's what happened. All of that stuff happened, and then. The other side of it was, it said, "Okay, now you know your perfect day, and I can tell you literally my perfect day—the view. I could tell. I, I'll, I'll even tell you in a second if you want. It's so burnt into my head. And then the other thing was, what are the top ten things that you want to do every day that would excite you the most, and you wouldn't even care if you got paid for it or not? And those two things, right there in that moment, made the new decision." A new focus, a new intention It gave me inspiration I saw the light at the end of the tunnel And guess what I did then Time to switch OCD on Right So we switched the OCD on And that was it I knew what I was doing I knew where I was going And as I said to you I turned down a job in Hong Kong And I'd have been instantly on Yeah, two, three, whatever Hundred thousand a year And instead I borrowed money and flew to LA for five days for an NLP course. And then flew back to New Zealand. Um, had a fight, actually. And then trained for a fight and then, and then left. And that was it. And so that moment might have been my darkest times, but it had to happen. One, so I, no one ever can do that again to me. Secondly, I know how strong I am. Thirdly, pff, doesn't matter what happens. I know I can rebuild. I know I can because I've done it. I've done it probably about six times, you know, with business partners ripping you off and all the rest of it. That's called life. That's called whatever. But the thing, understanding that everyone listening, that everything led you up to, everything from the past led you up to where you are now. Every decision, every experience, every event. And to me, it's all perfect. It's absolutely perfect because... The decisions that we make next and the direction that we head in is going to create the life in front of us, right? Well, guess what? The past is done. It's over. See ya. The next bit that we do is the thing that you're about to step into. And it's either going to be happy or sad. It's either going to be stressed or fun. It's either going to be heading towards a vision that you have or it's not going to be heading towards any vision. So if every day all you do is take a step towards that vision, then isn't life nice? Because eventually you'll get there, whatever that is, but you'll get there if you keep walking.
0: Awesome, Andy. Um, I like what you're saying. I am reminded of a quote by Katie Byron who said, everything happens for me, not to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just reminding me that you know everything in the past is happening for you. And sometimes we can mm. live there uh, and it doesn't help us. So two of the practices I liked, I just want to point right. out for listeners, you, you wrote down that day, what's your perfect day? Yeah. And then you wrote down 10 things that you want to do daily. See, and that, that allowed you to kind of get out of your rut and move on and make some decisions and also feel more inspired yeah. for your future.
1: Because it was actually top 10 things that would excite me the most to do you know and that's the difference excite me the most to do every day and i wouldn't even care if i got paid for it or not right so that then yeah it it changed my well actually changed the the frame that you would put around yourself it changed the boundary it changed it opened up and adjusted the filter system in your brain so it allowed another belief to come in and then that momentum starts but guess what Nothing changes if you don't change it. You can have all these inspirational ideas and dreams, but if you keep doing what you're doing, if you keep hanging around with the same people, watching the same movies, eating the same, eating the same food, and expecting different results, what's that definition again of insanity? <laughs> nice. Right.
0: Well, Andy, hey, let's go to the top 10 traits of high performers. It um, and uh, what I'd like you to do is tell us which one that you think that you exhibit the
1: most. Um, For me, as an interesting question, actually, it was. um, It was a very interesting question. To me, I, I just will always keep going. I will just always find a way. Because to me, this isn't real. This life isn't real. This is made of atoms vibrating at a certain frequency if you want to go there. So to me, it's that persistence. It will always be, no matter what, the goal might change, but the persistence will always keep pushing. So no matter what happens to me, I will always keep driving.
0: Nice. If you relate that back to the top ten traits of high performers, I think of grit. I think Mm of, like, staying passionate for what you want. You just keep on going. You're resilient.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Which one of those do you think that you're still kind of working on? And the reason I ask you that is because nobody is ever perfect and uh, we're all a work in progress.
1: Um, it always goes back to the key fundamental thing, and you can relate this exactly to, 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 to the top ten, but it's, it's a case of it's always self-belief. It's always self worth. The only thing that I've ever found in anyone ever who isn't pushing forwards, and that includes world champion athletes, that includes people doing sales calls, that could be include whatever. It's the thing that I'm not good enough. I don't. I'm not worthy. And it sounds a little cheesy even to me to say, but it's also the truth. That's why. You know, I worked with professional fighters that I lose five in a row and then they work with you. They feel empowered. And besides, yeah, you've retrained their brain a little bit, but they just feel empowered, which means then they, they will step in and they will win fight after fight after fight after fight. It's the same with everything I've ever found ever to do with anything. It's lack of self-worth. I don't deserve. I'm not worthy. And that's always a fight inside myself to a degree. It gets less and less and less. But still, that's the thing. That's the thing that, yeah, it's like a scalpel. It can hurt you, help you, or, or hurt you. It's it, it's the same thing. So you can use that lack of self-worth as a motivator as long as you don't l- l- use it as a long-term strategy. You can push that pain and bounce away from it, like putting your hand on the fire. Out, 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 ow, ow. But eventually, you're going to move away from it. So to me, th- that is a, is a, is a big thing. So, what would you relate that to?
0: I would relate it to the uh, third trait of high performers. And if if it, the people who are listening don't have that list, you can actually go to my website, um, drsindra. dot com. You can just give your email, and I send it directly to you via email. A great list. And yeah, I think that it really relates to what we're thinking about related to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we are walking around throughout our day telling ourselves what we're terrible at (laughs) instead of what we're great at and are, you know, we're focusing on the mistakes that we made. Um, and if we're really thinking about how we're not worthy, I I think, you know, that, that doesn't help us reach our best.
1: Certainly doesn't. (laughs) Makes you feel bad, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. For (laughs) sure. So Andy, um, let's go to the speed round. Is there a book or a resource that you could recommend for the audience and why would you choose that
1: one? My first um, personal development book. Ever even spoken to me because before I even got to Sydney in Australia, I'd never watched, never read a thing to do with personal development. Classic, classic, classic Napoleon Hills Think and Grow Rich. Nice. It's interesting because I reread it or re listened to it, I should say, um, recently, probably about six months ago. And the last two chapters are about visualization. And he's saying, well, "The reason why Andrew Carnegie was the richest man in the world, and we created this civilization, was because he visualized it and believed it." Um, okay, well, guess what? <laughs> We're still doing that now. And so that is a classic, classic book, and I recommend it for everyone. Although the language is often outdated, and it's absolutely brilliant.
0: Yes, Think and Grow Rich. Um, love the recommendation. What's the best re- advice you've ever received, Andy?
1: Mm, okay, we're going to a little an emotional place then in this one. Um, from my grandma, which was, my, I call her my nan. You know, in the UK we call her nan. And this was probably about uh, four weeks before she passed. And I was in hospital with her and this was a lady who had read thousands of books thousands that's all she'd done i was until the age of 87 i was still talking to her about astrophysics and quantum physics and spirituality and about everything this is an incredible woman incredible woman and she'd had a couple of strokes by this point and you know it wasn't quite the same lady but i looked at her and i said okay nan here you are 87 lying on your deathbed what's the golden nuggets and she literally turns to me sandra she literally turned, just paused for a moment, turned and said to me, none of this matters. And I said, what do you mean none of this matters? And she said, do you think that anything you've been stressed about, worried about, held grudges about, had regrets about, you know, held yourself back. Do you think any single thing matters when you're lying on your deathbed at 87 years old? Pfft. That day that blew my mind. Because none of it does. Not a single thing matters. We all think we're so important sometimes. And the world revolves around us. And then we have to remember there's nearly 8 billion people in the world. Right? Just this little soul bouncing around. Doing what we're doing for a bit. And then we're out. There's very few people that get wrote down in history. So... When we take away the concept of we are that important, not that we're not that important because we are that important, but we're not that important in the big scheme of things. When we get that realization that none of the things that we've held ourselves back about, resisted, procrastinated, or didn't take action, or the things that we're still doing that doesn't make us happy, then it doesn't matter. And it makes it that easier and easier to, to just transition away from it. Or let it go. And the thing is about that is we have to let go of the things that don't serve us anymore. Mm -hmm. That's people, places, things, events, belief systems, everything. If they don't serve us, well, why are we still doing them? When we go back to my nan's message and none of it really matters anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We do have to let go of the things that don't serve us. And I like the examples that you provided. There's so many things that we do or think about or actions or people we hang around with absolutely, uh, that don't serve us, that don't really allow us to really be our best self. Absolutely. So um, I like your story about your, your grandma. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, just a few more questions sure. for you. What's a, you have a success quote that you live by or is there you know anything that really sticks in your
1: mind? It's, it's a classic one I teach you webinars and all the it's by Bruce Lee, <laughs> right? And most people ain't pulling out Bruce Lee quotes, right? They're pulling out Einstein and stuff. But don't be afraid of the man who practices a thousand kicks once. Be afraid of the man who practices one kick a thousand times. With life and performance in anything, it's about consistency. It's about fundamentals. It's about basics. And it's about building what you want. Whether that's a high kick, or whether that's making money, or whether that's closing deals, or whether that's with Sindra getting on the track or field. Same thing. Those fundamental basics. Like I trained in Krati for, I was a black belt second dan. was on the England squad. You know, just one of the top in Britain. And guess what works every single time? The Basics. So how I rebuilt my life was exactly that. Learning the foundation and building one block at a time. And those blocks turn into a wall, they turn into a house, they turn into a city, they turn into, well, just come back from Dubai, they turn into Dubai somehow, you know? It's like, wow.
0: uh and andy what final advice would you have for those high performers who are listening those people who are listening who really want to reach their greater potential because they wouldn't be listening to this podcast uh they wouldn't be implementing these strategies and techniques they wouldn't be thinking about their mindset and how it's holding them back so what what advice do you have what final advice do you have
1: sure build the behavior that you want to become like already so if you've put your mind into being a year in the future or, or winning that medal or whatever the heck it is, right? Well, guess what? That version of you has a certain way of seeing the world, a certain way of feeling about themselves and a certain way of being disciplined. Well, there's a reason why in your head they've become that version, right? Or if you look at mentors around you, they're performing at a certain level and it's not by accident. So when we can model or be that version already, what's going to happen is we're going to activate certain parts of our brain that are going to um, immerse ourselves and basically mirror the, the, those points. So it's the fastest way that we can, we can become the world-class version of us. Plain it is simple. So yeah, be like who you want to be already do
0: it now right nice Be thank like you for you listening to me. high performance Andy, mindset if you, you like today's podcast make so a comment share it with a friend and, and join the conversation on um, twitter and at and mentally underscore for strong for more and inspiration and to receive cindra's free weekly videos check out drcindra.com really there's several things that you said that i want to point out and just i want to thank you for for sharing with us First, I love that you said that you um, you don't have to think everything. You don't have to believe it, and you can change the thought that you have. So it's really up to you to change that. You talked about how the best of the best solve problems, and they have good decision-making, and they de- they don't let things stay in their head long, meaning they control their mind, they control their peak state, and then that allows them to control their results. And then uh, you talked about how uh, failure is really just feedback. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's really just feedback for us to learn. We should work to become uh, just so damn amazing (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: that we reach our greater potential. Um, And I like at the end how how you said, you know, it's just really important to think about the behaviors that you want to implement to reach your vision of yourself so you know Andy I want to thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom and your experience with us what's the best way to connect with you and um, can you start us off there first yeah
1: yeah just basically type Andy Murphy NLP into Google or you go to mindset by design type that in you can go to mindsetbydesign.co and there's yeah, links to academies, there's links to free NLP stuff, whatever, just go and check that out. It's also the podcast on that, and that's probably the best place to go, is iTunes awesome. podcast. Mindset
0: by Design. Yeah, yeah. So Mindset by Design is your podcast. Um, I listen to it regularly. (laughs) So I want to thank you for offering that to all of us. And you can uh, find him on Twitter at Mindset by Design. We would love to hear what stood out to you about this interview. Um, We'd love to hear what you think. What's one thing that you're taking from this interview? And we'd encourage you to Just get on Twitter and send it to to Andy and I. So um, Andy, again, is Mindset by Design. My Twitter handle is Mentally underscore Strong. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about your academy, Andy, for those who might be interested? Yeah, for
1: sure. Um, I, I basically created it. Well, there's 50 hours plus of content in there already by me doing trainings all around NLP, all around mindset, all around business and and all the rest of it. And what it's designed for basically is a community of entrepreneurs that are all driving forwards and so you have an instant network, I do live training every single, I just did one today, live training every single Friday, you get instant access to get video responses from me so you like it's your own private coach, your instant um, network of entrepreneurs to be around. And, um, yeah, you get to hang out with me lots and lots.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, again, you can Google Mindset by Design and find Andy at